Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the intersection of faith and culture. I'm here with my friend, Michael Ferris today, and we're gonna be talking about a new project that I'm really excited about. You guys know my love for this country and my deep concern that we are not teaching kids either the right history of this nation or that they have a responsibility, a duty to engage politically. And today we're gonna talk about civics. You guys are gonna love this conversation. Stick around, I think you're gonna be encouraged. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. As you can see, I'm recording this from the floor of the National Religious Broadcasters Association here in Orlando. And I just happened to run into my friend, Mike Ferris, and we are going to be talking about a project that he's been working on that I could not be more excited about. Mike, welcome. Hello, Heidi. It is always a pleasure to be with you for any purpose whatsoever. (laughs) He's trying to wake me up because I'm real tired. So he's going to do it with compliments today. That's right. I appreciate that. You have a brand new project out. It's called American Civics with Michael Ferris. And I'm laughing about this the other night because I told my husband, I said, well, apparently he has not had his Napoleon moment yet, where where you survey the territory and say, (laughs) my work here is done. Yeah. And uh, and it's not enough that we haven't quite carved your your face into Mount Rushmore, but you know I'm going to head up the commission to do that. <laughs> Just so you know, I will be doing that. You have a passion, obviously, for for liberty. Uh, the homeschool movement is a freedom movement. It it really is, and you've spent your life fighting for freedom, and now you're turning your attention to teaching the rising generation, as Thomas Jefferson called it, civics. Uh, what I mean, how how did this project come to be? Tell us a little bit about it, because I'm excited. Well, I uh, uh, taught a series on constitutional literacy for homeschoolers about uh, 10 years ago. Savannah took it. My uh, oldest daughter did. She was brilliant then. Uh, <laughs> well, the, I, I think so. The, the guy that invented Oculus yes. took my high school con law course. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, he's a billionaire, so... I, yeah. Your kids so will there turn you go. Out, you, yeah. You, yeah. You take my so, courses. Your kids will be, be billionaires. Um, <laughs> the um, the uh, odds are ever in your favor. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> but um, the the need for civic education is just self evident. People don't know how government works, and they don't know uh, what they should do about it. And I'm not interested in filling a knowledge vacuum. I'm interested in getting people equipped to go do stuff. Get off the bench. That's right. Exactly. I love that. You should start a program called that. I should. Okay. And so, uh, um, the so it's civics with a purpose. It's and so there, it, the program is divided into three sections. There's um, 25 episodes. They're about a half an hour each. And you're teaching. So these are lectures that you're giving. That's right. That's uh, they're they're lectures interspersed with uh, video mm-hmm. that's relevant to the content. Yeah. So. So it's it's the not, multimedia extravaganza. It, 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 it's it really looks cool. It's it's well beyond my capacity to even describe, much less do. Uh, well, the, the trailer. It, I mean, you sent me the trailer, yeah. and I wish you could have seen the boardroom because I'm yeah. sitting there with my team from from the nonprofit, yeah. and I showed it to everybody, and we were cheering. Yeah. I mean, we were cheering. We were cheering at the end of it. I was like, yes. So here's my friend Michael Ferris, William Wallacing around the United States saying, get involved, get involved. Yeah. Yes. I'm painting my face blue. I'm yeah. ready. Let's okay. go. It's exactly the right reaction. <laughs> uh, and so, um, but we, we have three chunks of, of, of lessons on regular civics, how voting works, how political parties work, 
And it's no holds barred. I, you know, I, I tell the truth about political parties. Get out. I don't know I, I exactly say this, but I come really close that there are two parties in the country. There's the stupid party and the evil party. <laughs> but, but, it's, but it's pretty close to that. Having and, just run for Congress, yeah. I could not have said it better. Yeah. This will be my, my, my new answer to every reporter that yeah. says, what did you think about running for Congress? Yeah. I'll say, well, I've learned there's a stupid party and there's, a, there's an evil party. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. And so... Um, but we, we talk about the regular civics education and, and especially the fact that there are huge opportunities if people just turn out and vote. Because, you know, the uh, Virginia election recently, 16% of the eligible voters elected the governor. How is, how is that even possible? Yeah, and, and, and it was high profile, you know, very contentious national election, 16%. This is Yunkin. Yeah. yeah. And, and so... Um, and, and we won the Republicans uh, won the control of the state legislature, literally by uh, like eighty votes. Mm-hmm. Eighty votes uh, changed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. So, but if we turned out, if if, if believers turned out, if eighty percent of us was registered and eighty percent voted, the 80, 80 of the eighty voted, we would control almost every election in this country. Good grief! It's it's just the, there's a huge opportunity, and so. You know, those kind of facts and that kind of activity and, and how to do it is in the first section. The second section is constitutional knowledge on how government works and how it should work and what, we, you, know, what you should know about your right to do uh, two, two different uh, uh, series on the two different episodes on the Bill of Rights and what it means. And so there's a whole episode just on the First Amendment. So I have a question. Yeah. I, I, my belief about this is, you know, you're always hearing me say you can't pass on what you don't possess. You, we right. can't give the next generation what we don't have. And it seems to me that we're in the, in the fix that we're in in the country right now, by and large, because my generation really doesn't know the, we don't even know our, our rights are being taken from us because we don't know what they are. And so when the government operates outside of its jurisdiction and you see executive order after executive order happening and the Congress is rolling over and letting that happen, and then people who are my age in their 50s and older are like, well, I guess that's the way it works, but that's not the way it's supposed to work, is it? It is not. I mean, the, the most important rule of any form of government, whether it's the, the women's committee at the church, or it's the uh, student council at Patrick Henry College, or it's the UN, or it's the American Congress, the number one rule is who has the power to make rules? Yeah. And Article 1, Section 1 of the Constitution says all legislative authority is vested in the Congress of the United States. And so uh, there are 50 books. It takes 50 books to publish the entire set of the U.S. law that have been passed by Congress, uh, uh, the current, all those that are currently in, in, in force. There are 200 volumes of the law passed by the administrative agencies. Wow. And so, you know, wait, wait, wait. All law is supposed to be passed by Congress, but it's only one-fifth of the law is actually passed by Congress. Right. Uh, 80% of our current laws are enacted by nameless, faceless bureaucrats. So where does uh, Father Fauci, the high priest of the Branch Covidians, fall in that? Well, he would be in a, you know, a, a, a first cousin of these administrative laws. This is called and yet pl- he basically... Plain old edict. It's, yes. it's what, um, you know, I'm reading a book called The Psychology of Totalitarianism. And they call it rule by decree. Mm-hmm. And that's the nature of a totalitarian yeah. state. And that's what, what's happening. That's exactly what's ah. happening. And so, the, uh, so w- w- I, I go into totalitarianism a bit and, and talk about the distinctions between various kinds of authoritarian governments. 
And one of the reasons that it's clear that we're living, living in a place where the, it would be fair to say the shadow of totalitarianism is descending. We're not all the way there. We have a lot of opportunities still, but... But uh, we got to take every one of them. Absolutely. But the um, COVID situation was a perfect example of how totalitarian uh, thinking really works because the difference between authoritarian governments, like a regular dictatorship and a totalitarian, is the dictator just wants to control what you do. The totalitarian government wants to control what you think, yeah. what you say, and what you believe. And so if you said the wrong thing... Hey, enter COVID, YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Enter, yeah. That's right. It, that's so it, it's a combination of technological totalitarianism and bureaucratic totalitarianism. Okay. And, and so the, uh, it, it is every bit as insidious as if there was a you know, single guy like Stalin or, or Hitler running the place. But it, it, we're, we're descending into it. And so the... Um, well, we let it happen. I mean, in the name of, you know, safety, public safety. I mean, this is how they did it, yeah, right? exactly. Uh, this is what Hitler did when they burned the books, right? It, right. It, it's the same. They use it. They use an emergency to say, well, here's, here's what we're going to do now. We're watching. We're on the precipice of this with gun violence. It's just going to take one or two more, you know, major episodes for somebody to go, well, this is how it is now. And it's very, it's very right. frightening. And I think one of the things I love about you and the way that you teach is you make this so that the ordinary, the lay person can pick it up and really wrap their arms around it and understand it. Well, I feel like uh, God's given me the, the, the gift of translation. I can read <laughs> Supreme Court cases and then translate them to regular people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, um, uh, the, so the third section is right in where we're, we're going right now, and that is worldview. So there's you know, a section on civics, a section on constitutional knowledge, and a section on worldview. And you have to bring all those things because you want to uh, elect a person uh, that has the right worldview. And if you don't have the right worldview, how are you going to judge right. theirs? Yeah, right. And so you know, there's a, a whole lot of components of, of a proper Christian worldview. It covers every aspect of life, how you use your money, how you treat your kids, how you, you know, treat each other as spouses. There's, you know, Christian worldview is comprehensive. I'm talking about the component of Christian worldview in this sector, yeah. in the sector of civics and public life. Are and you addressing the, the Christian worldview that we've seen very prevalent in recent generations that says, hey, we don't, we don't do politics. We don't get yes. involved in that. Are you, are you t tell me that you're touching on that. Oh, absolutely. Sitting on it. Just yeah. sit on it for a while. Well, I, I think, um, you know, uh, repeating it almost every time would be, would be the, the right way to say right. it. Because... You know, the, well, you know, the simple biblical answer to it is uh, Proverbs 3, 6. In all thy ways, acknowledge. acknowledge him. There's no asterisk and footnote at the bottom page. Well, all thy ways except public life. You know, you know yeah. raise your kids according to Christ. Raise your, um, you know, run your business in a godly, God-honoring manner. Uh, do your finances in a God-honoring way. But, but that, not politics. But not politics. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, don't vote in a way that has anything to do with you. Because they what didn't mention the president in the Bible, so they're right. I just had this question, and maybe you, I mean you maybe you absolutely can answer it better than me. But I had this question come in from a podcast listener the other day, and he said, "Listen, our job isn't to defend liberty. Nowhere is that in the Bible." And I was like, "Where is Michael Ferris when you need yeah. him? How do you answer? How do you answer the Christian?" with that catastrophic interpretation of their, their job as a believer? Well, they, the, the, the clear um, principle, I mean, the, well, first of all, the, the example is in the Apostle Paul. The, you know, the Apostle Paul was being pro improperly prosecuted 
by the Jewish people. He's a, he's a Roman citizen. He appealed he, he to appealed. Rome. He appealed to Rome, and he, he stood on his rights. And he did it so that he'd preserve his ability to teach the gospel. Yeah. And so the, uh, the, the defense of our rights, the rights came from God. And basically, what, we're really not defending our rights as such, if we want to understand it correctly. These are God-endowed both rights and duties. And so with the right of free speech comes the duty. Every, there's a coupling. With the right of raising your children, you have a parental right to raise your children. You have a duty to do it. And so rights are always coupled with duties. And um, That's something we don't talk about we anymore. We don't talk about that No anymore. one talks about duty. Yeah. It's like talking about hell in church. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. one wants and, to talk about that either. And so, you know, with our God-given duties comes our God-given rights. And we have the responsibility to uh, carry out that in a, in a comprehensive fashion. It would be like saying, well, you know, I don't have the right as your parent tell you what to do, you know, to your eight-year-old. Right. You know. So says the state of Washington. Yeah, so says the state of Washington. Yeah. Well, the, uh, you know, it, the, the Bible makes it really clear that we're to acknowledge God and to follow him in all of our ways. In, in uh, the book of Deuteronomy, um, there's instructions given on how to pick a king. Um, and it, it gives you the criteria. And they did it a, badly. That's right. In the book of Hosea, uh, it says that he, God was, you know, here, uh, O Israel, um, you're, you're going to be judged again. And, mm -hmm. and why are you going to be judged? Because they pick kings without my permission yes. and princes without my consent. Okay. So, you know, we can be punished. We're there now. We're punished for not picking correctly. And so the answer is uh, God gives us comprehensive duties in life. And, and, and so the, uh, uh, this course will give you a, a thorough foundation and all that. And so the, the biblical worldview is, is, is the third part. And we're going to, you know, the diff an apologetics for the Christian view on mm -hmm. abortion, on the gender issues that are sweeping our country. All those will be covered in uh, sufficient detail. Not, you know, nobody needs to be an expert. But you need to be able to have a conversation with your neighbor. How many weeks is this? It's 25 lessons. And uh, there's a... So uh, it's a quarter. It, it's... Uh, yeah, it, well, it's really more like one a week kind of a thing because there's Oh, a, so then, okay, I see what you're doing. There's a All textbook right. that goes with it. Uh -huh. um, it's about 400 pages, mm -hmm. and there, there's reading materials that you can, you can get. So it's, a, it's really a year-long high school course in civics. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You guys know how concerned I am about the state of the United States, particularly as it relates to education. More than ever, high school students need a course that challenges them to think about whether the founding ideals of this country are worth preserving and then inspires them to act upon their conclusion. Michael Ferris is releasing a new 30-week American civics course that will guide you and your students to deeper understanding in three core subject areas. America's Founding Principles, The Mechanics of Government and Lawmaking, and The Constitution That Makes Our System of Government Possible. If you pre-enroll by August 1st with the promo code HEIDI15, that's H-E-I-D-I-1-5, you will save 15%. We've got options for co-ops and single 
household options. It's fully online and it's self-paced. Content for the fall semester classes release August 3rd and unit one is available for free when you create an account at lumen.com. That's lumen, L-U-M, I-N-N.com. Don't forget to use the promo code Heidi15, H-E-I-D-I-1-5, for 15% off by August 1st. So uh, when I when I saw the trailer for it, I mean, I already told you, we were hooting and hollering, and I'm like, there's my friend Michael Ferris and his William Wallace you know, I feel like this is something that uh, adults need. I mean, oh, yeah. y- we've done this for obviously for the high school student, which they absolutely need. Right. But a parent who does this with their child, or let's say a parent does it at a homeschool cooperative or a church offered the class on a Sunday night, a class in civics, I think uh, it it would be an extraordinary, it's an extraordinary thing to be able to say, yeah. hey, here's something that you may not have a full understanding of this is an opportunity to do it. So it's not just for high school students. It's not. And, and the, uh, uh, you know, the, the precursor of this was my constitutional series. In fact, the young man that did that with me uh, is um, producing this one. He, he was his first job ever. It was a summer job as, his, as going into his senior year at Patrick Henry College. And he's now been very, very successful. He does, <laughs> he does videos for, for Hillsdale College, for Dennis Prager, all kinds of people. Amazing. And he's, he's very successful. Uh, and now owns his own studio and has a bunch of well, employees. Well, part, yeah. part of what you have done, I think, yeah. and I think this is true even in a course like this, is it encourages independent thinking, which, yeah. guess what, results in entrepreneurship. Right. It results in, it's a freedom movement across the board. It is. And the reason I went into all that is that the first series was shown in adult Sunday school classes, okay. in tea parties, and a lot of adult settings. And so uh, the, the program, you can, you'll have options to either buy just the video. Mm-hmm. And so like if it's an adult group, that would be my recommendation. Mm-hmm. Just get the videos and show it to an, you know, your, your Sunday school class. Is yeah. there a way to do video and like a discussion guide? So let's say yeah. all, all you wanted was the video piece and you're going to show it to your church on a Sunday evening. Yeah. A discussion guide is a good idea because then we're asking questions at the end, right? And yep. we're saying... We can do that. Yeah. Okay. That, there, there is time to add that on. Yeah, I um, love that. Okay. And you're so, welcome. Um, you're done. Uh, <laughs> but if you want the in-depth high school course... Comes material, with the textbook. Comes with the textbook and all of that. So, um, you know, we're really excited about it, and uh, um, I think it's going to be just terrific. And and, uh, um, I'm, you know, wrapping it up, and it'll it'll be done by before the school year's uh, ready this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're recording this a little ahead of time. Yeah. But I'm I'm, uh, very, very excited about the content and very excited about what's going on in our country. I'm excited that you're here to sort of lead the charge on this because it's going to have a generational impact. I mean, I believe more now than ever having run for Congress and seeing, you know, I spoke, as you well know, all over Washington state about the Constitution. And I spent more time talking about the history of this country and and our constitutional rights and the idea of jurisdiction, just trying to educate people. And when you see their eyes open and they realize, oh, my goodness, it motivates. It's a yeah. motivating factor. And yeah. I think that's what this is going to do. This needs to be in churches. It needs to be in homeschools, obviously. But uh, beyond that, I think it's going to have a tremendous impact in the culture. And we're coming up 
into a very important election cycle just next year. Yes, indeed. And so uh, if we can, you know, encourage more people to just know what they're doing, know how to vote. I mean, I'm not going to tell you the candidates, obviously, but this is how to do it. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you go check out their websites, you ask them questions, you look what they say, ask them the question, what do you think the purpose of government is? And if they say the the purpose of government is to provide for your needs, they're a socialist. If they say the purpose of government is to protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, or life, liberty, and property, or to protect your God-given rights, that's the kind of thinking you and yeah. the speaking that you want to hear. Yeah. I want you to address something really quickly because I, I got another question. And since I have you here, yeah. I'm taking advantage. I know sure. I'm taking advantage of you. Uh, a young person asked me the other day, what is what is so wrong with socialism. He was like, listen, some of the most, some of the most amazing countries in the world are socialists. In fact, he said, I'd go so far as to call myself a communist. And I was like, we have failed at this generation. Right. What is wrong with socialism, which is, you know, communism, socialism, just communism light. Why, why is it so important that we educate people about the dangers of socialism and communism? Socialism or communism by nature, intrinsically are opposed to freedom. You cannot have freedom and socialism at the same time. Um, there's a case that I uh, like to teach in when I teach a full constitutional law course. And it came from the state of New York, and it went to the Supreme Court of the United States. It involved a, a welfare mom. And the welfare mom w- was required as a condition of getting government assistance uh-huh. to let the government officials come into her house and just search at random whenever they wanted. And so it's a clear violation of her Fourth Amendment rights. Uh, the Supreme Court. Um, divided on the question, but they, they sided with the government, saying, if you're going to take the government money, you forfeit your constitutional Which is why rights. we don't want homeschoolers taking government money for homeschooling. Yeah, exactly. Not. Not. Yeah. yeah. And so, <laughs> so the, um, but, I, you know, my classes were always split on it. You know, we're going to protect our rights or we're going to, you know. Or we're going to take the money. And, and, but I, I got them all to agree on this. Do you see what the problem is here? When you introduce a socialist system, your rights are second place. And, and so freedom and socialism do not, they are, they are incompatible. Yeah. And so if you don't believe that, read Alexander Solzhenitsyn, The Gulag Archipelago. Read um, uh, Witness by Whitaker Chambers. Read The Psychology of Totalitarianism, um, a brand new book. Uh, or just look at Finland today where they're criminally prosecuting a member of parliament for simply tweeting out a literal picture of the Bible. She she tweeted out the book, uh, Old Testament passages on homosexuality to her own church. Her husband is a Lutheran pastor. And and so... And they're prosecuting her. And they are criminally prosecuting her. That's what socialism will give you. It is inherently, because if government is the source of your needs then God's not the source of your needs. Mm-hmm. And a government that believes that government is the solution for all things, which is the basic af- essence of socialism. Mm-hmm. It's today's Democrat Party, too. It, exactly. It absolutely well, they, they are socialists. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, too many Republicans are socialist light. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. And so uh, the, it is incompatible. So if you believe that you should make more of your decisions and the government should rarely, if ever, make any decisions for you, then you really don't want socialism. But if you think the government will take good care of you and you're okay. Like with, they did in COVID. Like they did in COVID. Thank you, government. If you want them making your medical decisions, your educational decisions, your spiritual decisions, mm-hmm. your speech decisions, then embrace co- socialism because mm-hmm. it's all for you. 
If you want to be a part of a, of a mass that does not think for itself, embrace socialism. Uh, because that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. And it's, this, is, this is the time. I mean, this is the time to be teaching the rising generation civics and to be getting a, a refresher course for those of us in my right. generation and older to be saying, hey, we can't pass on what we don't possess. And really, time is running out yeah. because we're getting more and more of these people elected who believe in socialism and communism every year in the United States, more and more of them. Yeah. Now, I was in the Soviet Union in 1988 um, on a religious freedom mission. Wow. And uh, we smuggled in a few Bibles. And the, uh, uh, I went to a church on Sunday, and one of the guys at the church said to me, Ruski Biblios, um, which I knew what he meant. You know, we wanted to know, we if, you know if you have a Russian Bible. Bible. And so we, through sign language and twisting my watch and kinds of stuff, I met him uh, at, at a metro stop across the street from my hotel at 2 o'clock after church. And I wrapped the Bible in a T-shirt, and he was afraid and I was afraid. And he got the Bible and he took off. He was risking his literal life and the life of his family to get the Bible. Wow. That's what socialism does for you. If you want to live in a state where you have to hide to get the Bible, it's, you, know, you wrap it up and you, you, you know, you're afraid, and if you get caught, you're dead. If you want to live in that kind of a country, then that, you know, embrace it indeed. And that's where we're headed yeah. because you know, we're now being told you can't preach the Word of God in, in, in fullness. You know, that if you say these things uh, that are incompatible with, with the socialist agenda, with the woke agenda, um, and, and the left's not making any pretense about it. No, and I, I'm, I'm looking what's happening to, you know, to our neighbors in the north in Canada it is very scary what's yeah. going on in Canada right now. There was a young man who uh, who was talking about transgenderism right on the street. He was there first, and he was basically attacked by a transgender mob. They violently attacked him, and the police arrested the Christian. Yeah, that's who they arrested. Yeah, and yeah. that's just like India today. You know, Christian kids on a train going to summer camp. A Hindu mob attacks the train. Pulls the Christians in the, in the, you know, they had camp counselors and stuff with them, adults with them. They arrest all the Christians, including the kids, because the mob attacked them. Yeah, and, and it's so, unbelievable. And, and so you want to live in a, a totalitarian, you want to live in a communist country, socialist country, that's what you're going to be looking at yeah, because yeah. Uh, they will come for you. Yeah, freedom isn't free. That's it, right. It needs to be defended. Mike Ferris, you're a national treasure. I mean it. I'm going to be uh, heading up the commission to add this guy's <laughs> face to, the, to Mount Rushmore. I cannot uh, wait for this series to come out. And, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be happy with a bobblehead. How's that? <laughs> a bobblehead. Oh, man. No, I'm working harder than that. Uh, I'm going to work at least as hard for that as you've been working for this country <laughs> for some 40 plus years. And I'm just thrilled to be a part of this project. I cannot wait to see how far it goes and the lives it changes. I think it's trajectory changing. Check it out, American Civics with my friend Michael Ferris. Thank you for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Bless you, Heidi, and thank you so much for your help with this project. I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs>